This is the Build Your Best Family Podcast, Episode 79, Helping Your Family Navigate the New Normal. Do you find yourself saying, let's just get through the next couple weeks? Well, you don't have to settle for just surviving. Your family can thrive during these uncertain times. So there is a lot going on in our world today, one of which is this pesky, awful virus, the coronavirus, that has turned our life upside down. Everything that we knew to be normal, everything that we could come to expect has changed. And so that's extremely difficult, especially for a family, um, whether it's a family of little ones, family of big ones, or, you know, it's just, it's, it's been unsettling for a lot of us. Yeah, I think it's unsettling just for the thought of the virus itself, but it's unsettling as well because it's changed quite a few of our, if not mm-hmm. most of our routines mm-hmm. in major ways, which really impact us in so, so, so many ways. And just, just being able to not go out and get things mm-hmm. like not going out to eat, mm-hmm. um, there's so there's so many impacts. There's impacts on on taking care of your kids, trying to get your work done. So it's been it's been pretty crazy times. I think for me, it's been a little bit difficult um, navigating working from home. I'm not used to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's working from home. I already work from home, but now the kids are home. And even though our kids are older, they still need a bit of our attention. They're still. Um, breaks in the workday where I've got to go check on them. There's still that time of day when they need my attention and I'm not ready to give it to them because I'm still working. I have my husband in my office. Um, I'm used Invading to having... Invading her space. <laughs> I'm used to having my office all by myself. <laughs> it um, was our office when we built it, though. <laughs> right, but you work outside the house, but exactly. not this week so or next week it over. or the week after. Um, and so there's been a lot of adjustments for us. Um, you know, not able to see friends is a big deal. Um, not able to get out of the house, although we've been we've been trying to find excuses to get out of the house while social distancing. The exercising part's been pretty good. Like mm-hmm. you can still get out if it's nice enough weather-wise. Yeah. But I mean, it's been it's been hard. I mean, that's what it looks like for us. It looks like sharing space, being together. And um, yeah, I mean, I would definitely say some parts have been fun, but some parts have definitely been frustrating. What is the hardest part for you, you think? Hardest part for me is just the change in the routine because I I mean I think some people are good at working from home because they built a routine. Yeah. But I'm not good at working from home because I have no routine. So for me, when I worked from home periodically, it was because I really didn't have much work to do and I had like something to do maybe with the kids. Yeah. So I don't really have a, a stringent routine of get my work done. If I'm if I go leave the same time every morning, I go to the office, I do what I have to do at work, come home. There's mm-hmm. a routine in that, but at home, it's just kind of all up in the air. Yeah. Well, I think boundaries have been difficult for me because I straddle the role of working from home and being the primary caregiver. Like people still expect me to stop what I'm doing to make them lunch, stop what I'm doing to make them breakfast, stop what I'm doing and take care of things. And I'm also like, hey guys, I'm working too. Um, so we need to all pitch in. And one of the things I've been doing to sort of help me with that is have the kids cook. I'm like, guys, you have extra time. You need to take on some of this responsibility because I, I'm not getting what I need to do done. And you guys are all assuming that I'm just going to take care of everybody. <laughs> I can't do that like I used to. That's not going to work. Yeah. 
So I know that it looks different for a lot of you guys. I know that for some of you, you may have a lot more time with your kids and you may just not know how to occupy them. Um, some of my friends have little ones and even though they are at home, they're like, you know, without school, without them leaving for a certain amount of time and coming home, there's lots of things that they're not getting done. They're trying to learn how to occupy their kids' times, even though their kids are doing um, some sort of homeschooling, virtual schooling from their um, their their schools. Um, there's still a lot of time that they don't know what to do with and don't know how to fill because when our kids are around, they really want our time and attention. Um, I also have some friends that um, are struggling working from home. There's two um, people that typically work outside the house and they're coming together and they both have to get work done, but the kids are home and the kids need their attention. And so um, I can imagine there's some of you that when you finally get to spend time with your kids, you're exhausted and you're not sure what to do. Um, and you have decision fatigue, you know, you're exhausted and your kids want your attention and you're wondering how the heck am I going to engage with them in meaningful ways when my world is turned upside down. And then I know that there's some of you that may find yourself somewhere in between. Yeah, I think the tricky part for for those parents that have the young ones and your caregiver situation is up in the air. That's a tough one. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you get everything done? Um, so it's certainly challenging times for all of us. I mean, everybody, we hope, um, remains um, kind of diligent around what we're supposed to do to just avoid the virus and, and not have to kind of spread that around. But um you know, the same token is we really have a lot to still do and we want to stay sane in the same time. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, building your family's culture is an ongoing process and it's never too late to start building that with intention. And so whether you've already have some amazing, incredible um, things in place, or maybe now's the time for you to say, hey, like when times are uncertain, sometimes I can see where I need to shore up my family, where um, there's things that we can put in place to make us stronger and better. And now is a great time to do that. And so, um, you know, we are choosing right now in this season to look at this as an opportunity to invest in our family and to grow with our family. And, um, you know, one of the things for us is creating rhythms. Um, we, I think we do somewhat of a good job of creating rhythms in our home, but in times like these, I really start to see the importance of it. Um, just rhythms are wonderful because they help you figure out what's the next thing to do. Um, and so whether that's your morning rhythm, your afternoon rhythm, how do you take a break rhythm? What are the evening looks like, looks like those things are really important. And we're really leaning into those during this time because we want to create, um, a sense of security, a sense of sanity for us and for our kids. And so that's one of the things that we're really looking to sow into our family and seeing as an opportunity, not as like a negative, but wow, this is the perfect time for us to create some some new rhythms and sow into the areas we want to. Well, especially think of it this way. We we maybe we're 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 in a situation where you get to spend a lot more time with your family. So it's a great time to be intentional around what you're building as a family. So you have this extra time so you could really look at it as an opportunity to build some of the cultural foundations or strengthen some of your mm -hmm. cultural foundations that you haven't maybe had enough time. You know, times get crazy when you're in a regular schedule going back and forth with work and, and everything else that goes on with sports, etc. Um, so this is a really an opportunity mm -hmm. to learn a little bit more about things that you can do um, and, and, and to actually then 
take little steps in that direction Mm -hmm. to shore up some things that will exist past Mm -hmm. (laughs) this time. So when this time is over, these are the things that hopefully you can just take and start to make routine Mm -hmm. as you get back to normal. Yeah. And another thing that we are looking at doing with our kids family and our children is to engage with one another in meaningful ways. And so we're really trying to be thoughtful about how we interact with our kids. And so for us, we're choosing to see this as a perfect opportunity to do a lot of the things that we said we were going to do together, but just not made time for. Um, Like just last night, we turned on a YouTube video and started painting together. And that's something that we have not in the past had the time to do, but we have all the supplies. We have, um, you know, a perfect table that can get messed up and we can use for crafts and paints and art. And we just, we haven't done it. And so we're really saying we want to, we want to engage with them on purpose. So we want to start to like figure out what it is that we can do together and, and do it intentionally and do it regularly and do it, you know, in a way that's really meaningful for our family. So that's another thing that we're really focusing on. Well, some of the things is one, I mean, I love that one because one, you know, our son wants to do it again today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he, he enjoyed it so much that he wants to do today, but he actually wants to do it today to get better because he thinks mm-hmm. whatever he did yesterday can mm-hmm. get better today. Mm-hmm. Because he saw his sisters, and his sisters, I would say, probably was the better of the three. Mm-hmm. And he's like looking at that and saying, Yeah, I can do better. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's a cool, um, that was a cool exercise. But again, it's around getting to some of the things that maybe you had on your idea for your family to do and then start doing them now because you have mm-hmm. this extra time. Mm-hmm. Um, reading is an important one. Reading, growing reading. Not just reading for the sake of reading, mm-hmm. but reading, growing reading yeah. and trying to have our kids read certain books that we feel will help instill or you know start to instill the habits mm-hmm. and the and the thoughts that we, we'd like to, um, that we think will help navigate their lives better. Um, and then, and then whether that's a family reading time, like a reading hour and we're reading together, which we did, Mm -hmm. um, or it's individual, like we're, we're all right, this is the reading hour. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about it. We have so many hours now taking a reading hour, a half hour Mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense, right? Because we have the time now. So let's, let's get into that. Maybe we can instill that over this time period that we're kind of stuck, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, and let it, and let it continue one one yeah. thing's return. Yeah. So I think it's really important to um, be intentional and set our minds intentionally around what this time's going to look like. So um, this is an opportunity for growth for your family. And I know that we have all these feelings of stress and anxiety, um, but guess what? We get to choose what we think about this season. We get to choose what we think about this time. And if we choose to think of this time as an opportunity to grow, um, to settle into our families, to discover one another, to um, grow together and um, encourage and comfort and be a support for one another, we our feelings will start to shift from the stress and the anxiety and they will start to shift to peace and confidence as we take intentional steps and so we just want to encourage you that i know that all of our situations are the same but um to focus on what's the one thing that you want to come out of this time and begin to take small steps towards that and i believe that no matter what your situation looks like you can do that there is a way that you can um, make time for the things that matter and really invest in your people. 
All right, since we can't really plan ahead, because really no one knows what's going to go on from week to week, we just got an email from our children's school that they said, um, originally they said we would be virtual learning for two weeks, and they just sent another email saying, expect to do it beyond that. And that's all the information that they gave us. And so I know right now it's extremely difficult for us to plan ahead in this season. But I think what it calls for us to do is to really begin to choose with intention what is the next right thing that we should be doing. What could be doing right now to invest in our family in meaningful ways. And if you can put aside that need to plan ahead and have everything all figured out, take a deep breath and just say, what is the next best thing I can do to sow into my family? I think that you'll find opportunities to really grow together. Yeah, well, when you brought that up, one thing that came to my mind is um, on the planning and the time horizon is to think long. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I saw a video from Rourke, Rourke Denver. He's um, he was a guest on our show. Guest on our show, former Navy SEAL. Um, and he was talking about one of um, his his practice missions, which was they initially they did a 10 mile out thing they did it then they made them do they didn't really you know they learned whatever they learned from it but his commander made them do a 30 mile out and like then activity. and they didn't have much more like what was their learning 30 mile out and then he's like well, all right we're doing it again 75 mile out and and he finally came to the resol- re- revelation that you know com- 10 and 30 compared to 75 is a lot easier mm-hmm. so it's having the mindset of always thinking like the longer Mm-hmm. the longer end and then if it happens to end in two weeks great right but in the meantime think the longer horizon and you know and that starts to work with you settling into the situation and and again these steps with having a purpose around this time yeah helps you really just focus less on some of the stress associated with the virus yeah. and more of this is an opportunity and what can we do to build our family yeah. um, as one option, you know, as one mm-hmm. of the options that you can, you can do during those times. Yeah. I do think that we can think long-term and make short-term decisions that are really powerful and impactful and last a long time. And we can link to, um, was that a video? We yeah. can, we can link to uh, works video in the show notes, show notes definitely. All right, so we have pulled together some tips for your family to help them navigate the new normal, okay? And these are things that we've talked about in the past, and it really is just us pulling together the best of what we've talked about over the course of the last two years, the best of what we've written about, and really just bring it all together so that we can take a look at it and see what is a fit for our family right now, um, where can we sew into our family and maybe sort of get back to basics and begin to get a plan together for how we're going to tackle the next couple weeks. So um, number one, which I think is really important, is assess your current reality. And so I know we've talked about this many times. We do assessments at the beginning of the year to say where we are so that we know how we're going to get there um, because you need to know where you're, you're starting from in order to make movement forward. Um, But assess your current reality is just taking a moment to realize, okay, this sucks. Or, okay, here's what we're dealing with. Yeah, but don't get depressed and assess your current reality. It's just, where am I starting from? Yeah. So that we know where we can go to. And don't feel like you have to, if you're you're starting from a deficit in your mind, Mm -hmm. the, the, the path to a better place is not one big leap. 
Right. It's little steps. Yeah. And because if you think it's one big leap, you'll be disappointed and just like anything else, boom. Yeah. You're just disappointed. You do nothing. Versus one little step after the other. Yeah. Is one step further on the path to where you want to be with it as a family. Yeah. And while you're assessing your current reality, you could write all these things down on a piece of paper. You could kind of basically say, here's the situation. Here's what we have to deal with. Here are our obstacles. And... You know, this is where we find ourselves. Be really, I think we need to be realistic about where we're at and what are the things that um, are, you know, that we're struggling with. It's okay to get these things down on a piece of paper. I think oftentimes when we sit down, put them down on a piece of paper and start to talk about them, many of those things aren't so scary anymore. But I think it gives you really a big picture view so that you can figure out where can I make changes? Where can I grow in my family? Where are there opportunities that I'm missing because I have it all in my head and I, I, and I haven't spent well, the time to think about it because I'm scared of what I might think if I were to sit down and actually spend time. Yeah, and don't be scared. Like I, I say, look, I just thought of this now, but as your, if your kids are older, right, depending on their age, ask them as well. Like meaning get them mm. involved in the process because mm-hmm. – that your kids will have great ideas of where where you as a family can actually yeah. improve. Because trust me, the kids are actually looking for an opportunity here. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, if your kids have phones, phones are all-encompassing, and that entertains them a bit. However, they're even bored with the phones. The, mm-hmm. the thing that the reality is during this time mm-hmm. is that they – are even bored. They yeah. need an outlet. They need something yeah. different. They can't use that mechanism, which fills a lot of gaps in their lives, you know, in between sports and school. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- they know they're hungry for something as well. So it's a great opportunity to have everybody thinking that this mm-hmm. is important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's what I think. Definitely. So I would say the next thing to do is to figure out what do you want the next couple of weeks to accomplish? What is it that you want to show up in your family and how do you want your kids to feel when this is over? Um, yeah, like we, for me, I, I can go crazy with creating a new schedule, new routine, a new list of things for all the kids to do. But I need to really think about what is it that I'm trying to accomplish at the end of it. When we come out the other end of it, what do I want? And for us, I would say that's um, deeper connections with one another. I would love to develop um, their a little bit more of their participation and taking care of the home and taking care of how we operate as a family. And so as I begin to list and think about those things that I want to come out at the end of this, um, then I can start to really make, I'll get clarity. I'll be able to see, okay, are the choices that I'm making um, going to get me to that end. It's sort of like we've talked about in the past, figuring out what your why is. Why are you doing the things that you're doing? So instead of just saying, let's just survive this time, what do I want to come out at the end with? Yeah, I think one of the things that I thought about is it's a great time to have, despite the fact that we're stuck a little bit from a house perspective, it's, it's, a, it's a good time to get one-on-one engagement with, mm, yeah. with whether it's you taking Ava out for her to practice driving she's learning Mm -hmm. how to drive and just doing an errand Mm -hmm. that we have to do maybe picking up some food or something um it just gives you an opportunity to spend some one-on-one time it's playing some games with the kids as well you know and getting some one-on-one time in the 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 painting i thought was a good a good thing you did yesterday as well i don't Mm -hmm. know so to me i think it builds relationships and having fun together i think Mm -hmm. the theme around that is just 
doing some fun things together. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I look at it this time as an opportunity to do that. So more so than we normally get to do that. Yeah. And you don't have to get out of the house to have one-on-one time with your kids. And it doesn't have to be an hour. It could be five minutes. It could be making sure that you have five to 10 minutes with each child um, every day and connect with them and find out what's going on with them and what's in their head. So um, the next thing is non-negotiables. I talked about this on Friday in the Build Your Best Family Facebook group. And it's something we've talked about um, many times on the podcast. But I wanted to talk about it once again in the Facebook group because I think non-negotiables are really important. Figuring out what are the five things that you need to do every day in order to put your head on the pillow and feel good about your day and what you've done. And they don't have to be super lofty. They could be, you know, having my sink cleaned and just having the kitchen cleaned before I go to bed, like little things that will make you feel as though you're on the right track and figuring out what those are can create a framework for these uncertainties. Uh, The next thing is rhythms and routines. Now, I talked about that briefly in the beginning. It's important for us to establish a rhythm and a routine because otherwise, I know for me, things will go crazy. And I think, you know, I I know that there's a little bit of a debate online about rhythms, like schedules versus not schedules. And, uh, you know, everyone has their own opinions, but I really truly believe that rhythms and routines and schedules are really important, especially during a time like this. And I think what it does is it provides a space, it provides security for the kids. It provides a framework. They know what they can expect. Um, so I do yeah. love the idea of time blocking and a schedule, but if a schedule is too stressful to you, what you can do is create a schedule and then get rid of the times and just look at it as a rhythm because yeah, that's really, I think, important day. to help us get through the day. Yeah, I think it has to, you have to have it because it makes the day feel not like it was a total waste of time if you have nothing mm-hmm. and, and you spent too much time either watching TV or this or that or whatever, you're like, ah. Oh. God, mm-hmm. that was a horrible day. Mm-hmm. And so it guides the stress of just like what's going on in the media. You're like, wow, that was like an unproductive, useless day. Yeah. It's like it's more stressful. So you like you said, hit the pillow. If you hit the pillow feeling that way, you're like, ugh. It's just going to add to the yeah, to the pressure yeah, that we so have right now. So rhythm and routines, I think, is whether it's a morning run because you're allowed to get outside and run. You know, that's part of it. Like for me, maybe a bike ride. But like mm-hmm. just – having five things within the day of like we're going to read for a half hour here we're going to play games for an hour Mm -hmm. we're going to do inside date night for an hour Mm -hmm. or half Mm -hmm. hour Mm -hmm. um that that's super important yeah i mean i think like we love the idea of just being able to like binge netflix and i think we love the idea of being able to do whatever we want when we ever we want but i but i think you can only do that for so long and it becomes that runs out unsettling days. yeah to know that you can watch maybe an episode or two of your favorite show on netflix but then you know after that you're gonna have um outdoor time and then after that you're gonna come inside and we're gonna read together and then after that you have free time and then we're going to do one spring cleaning chore around the house just sort of have like what can be expected to break up the day because I don't think anything there's not many things that I would say that you could do in the entire day and be completely satisfied no, with I think go crazy. That, go crazy. I mean I'll go crazy I go crazy after a day or two of that. yeah I mean, even the things like, I enjoy like you said even if you binge watch for one day you're like okay, okay. I can't do this tomorrow yeah. <laughs> okay so Another thing that we can do is have fun together. And we talked about this a little bit already. Um, 
And I guess, you know, everything's going to be different for different families. I think one of the things we do, and we talked about this as a family, is we play games. Um, so, you know, yesterday we haven't played Wii in forever. We went downstairs and we played Wii for a half hour and mm-hmm. we just had fun. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it was little things. I actually had to force my one daughter to do it. Like I threatened to take away her phone if she didn't do it. But you could see that even though she didn't like the fact that I did that, mm-hmm. she was sitting there having fun. Mm-hmm. Um because, you know, we just got into it, you know. Yeah. And, um, of course, I lost miserably um, mm-hmm. in that game, but it was still, it was still fun. <laughs> well, I think we mentioned this too before on the podcast. So if you have a go-to list of how you're going to engage with another at other with your family members, it will increase the odds that you will actually do it. We've talked about this um, when it comes to creating other habits and, and connection is that I've sort of have this list that I've created – of all the ideas of things that we could do so that when the kids say, I'm bored, I could say, well, we could do this, we could do this, or we could do this. It's not enough to just say, well, figure something out. And there's so many things you can do like that doesn't help. It doesn't help my kids. I don't know about your kids, but my kids have been raised busy. My kids have been raised with electronic devices. And so they don't have experience being bored. And so for me, this is an opportunity to equip them to be creative and to be bored, but to expect them to just go off and come up with something when the last 10 years of their life, they, they've never had to do that because they're constantly being engaged with like schools, after school activities, volunteer opportunities, church, blah, 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 blah. Like they don't know what it's like to discover something new and just start doing them. I mean, yeah, no, I get it. I mean, and you say list because you're a list person. Whereas I'm not, <laughs> I'm not necessarily a list person. So if you're a list person or you're not a list person, you may have one person in your family that's a list person. Hmm. Lists actually are helpful, even though I try to think of my head as the list, <laughs> which frustrates my wife extremely. <laughs> so she likes to try to get out of whatever's in my head and she puts it on the piece of paper plus whatever she's got. And then we actually have a list. I think it actually helps the kids because it's easier for them to read through a list. Yeah. Than it is for them to read Yeah, what's in their head or what's in my head or yeah. whatever. But it's always helpful to make decisions ahead of time. Because if we wait to see what we feel like, then we're not going to come yeah. up with something. We're not going to be creative. And if we have something that we've already decided ahead of time, it, it, it eliminates that sort of stress around creativity finding decisions and, and, it, and it can involve the kids because depending on your kid's age like they can come up with ideas mm-hmm. that should be on that list mm-hmm. and they're more likely to want to then do things so then you yeah. put some of their ideas on the list yeah and then the list has stuff that they've created you've created and mm-hmm. so forth and it's not just one versus another hey i don't mm-hmm. want to do that but so they actually put things down they want to do mm-hmm. so and then do them even if you don't like it mm-hmm. just do it because yeah. they put it on there right yeah And I think this is a great time to start family meetings. If you haven't already started doing a weekly family meeting, I think they're fantastic in the everyday, but in in this time more than ever, because I... When you sit down with your family members, it's a great opportunity for you to figure out, number one, what's working and what isn't working. So we've had a whole week to do this social distancing, stay in the house thing. And it's time for me to say to my kids today, um, you know, let's talk about what worked last week and let's talk about what didn't work. Um, We can also talk about what what we expect of everyone during this time. Like my kids are, you know, need to be reminded, hey, 
this is an unusual situation. This is what this is the part that everybody has to play in order for us to get through this well. And you know, we do have older kids, but I do believe you can have start having conversations with kids at a very young age where that's level appropriate that helps them understand what's going on. So like when I think of like, you know, when my kids were eight. We could say, hey, this is what's going on, and here's what we would like you to do. Obviously, it should be age-appropriate. Obviously, obviously, it should be, you know, whereas they can probably be told two things that's expected of them. My, ki- my older kids can have more expectations. But just communicating that. Like, you can get away with not communicating your expectations when you're busy and you're scheduled and everything's going the way it's supposed to go. But when you're in a time like this, people don't can't read your mind. Kids can't read our mind. Our spouses can't read our mind. We need to be clear with our expectations. Um, well, and the family meetings help you set really the routines we were talking about. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you, you got to have them and you and you have to have them scheduled because the kids still have school theoretically. So yeah. they can't just sleep until when they want, get up when they want, and then just do the school work. It's like we're going to get up at 8. You know, we're going to start. We're going to eat. We're going to start working by 9. And that's mm-hmm. a little bit later than they've been getting up, but mm-hmm. it's still – has the idea of keeping the routine of mm-hmm. you got to get up, eat breakfast, go to school, mm-hmm. do your work. Now and then and then what are we doing after that? So it's that's what we've determined work for us and I think that that works out great because if we weren't doing that and we were allowing the kids to kind of like do their schoolwork whenever they want it, I think that would be chaotic. Yeah. You know, and then family meetings are also a great time when we can brainstorm what what Carl just talked about that list that list of things that um, we would love to do together because we haven't done them before, and and most importantly, I think it creates a space for everyone to feel heard because there is a lot that's going on in our heads, on our hearts during this time, and to be able to give each other a safe place to to express that and to just share what they're thinking, I think it's really important. And it lessens this sense of insecurity that we have. Insecurity, unsecurity, uncertainty. 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 <laughs> what I say? <laughs> Whatever. Security. It, it lessens the uncertainty that we're all experiencing. I like that word though. Maybe we could put that in the dictionary. <laughs> Unsecurity or whatever the uncertainty. I don't know. No, I don't even know. All right. So get the kids involved in chores. This one's big. <laughs> the kids just can't sit around, eat when they want, make dishes when they want. They've got to actually take out yeah. the trash, clean the dishes, do the thing, like do the, do the, do the like, hey, there's not that. It's just piling up in the sink. When we're done eating, we're cleaning up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so get the kids involved in, in, in chores. And what we've been doing is using this as extra time where you where we don't have, where we actually needed to get to cleaning some parts of the house we haven't cleaned in a while, mm-hmm. adding that in, mm-hmm. cleaning out the cars if it's warm enough to go outside to do that. Um, just add things to the list. Yeah. You can incentivize them with a little money too, I think. That, that kind of helps get them kick-started, but um, yeah. especially on extra chores. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, we have a handful of choice that our kids are expected to do regularly. And I'm a big fan of expecting kids to do things around the house to chip in. But like, if you haven't been able to establish that until now, now's a good time to do that because there's extra, because everybody's all home, there's extra mess. There's extra work. Oh, I got a great idea. And wait one second. 
I got a great idea. Go ahead. And if I, the mom, like I talked about boundaries earlier, is be, is the one that's expected to pick up the slack, or at least if, if everybody has that expectation that I'm just going to pick up the slack for this additional mess that they're making that isn't there in our normal week because we're here, because we're using the house, because we're using that's space. That's not going to happen. Like now's a perfect time for to to implement some sort of chore system. It doesn't have to be complex, um, but it's a perfect opportunity. I talked about how to get started with chores in one of my family hacks. Um, you know, I think chores tells the kids that we're all in this together. We all have responsibility to making this house run. We all need to take care of the things that we've been given and to steward these things well, um, because we don't want to take for granted the things that we have. We want to take care of them. We want to take care of our home and we want to all pitch in so that not one person has to carry the entire load, especially during this time when everybody has either more to do this. or less to do. You're very about <laughs> this. Are you feeling abused at this, no. this situation? I think our kids no. are pretty good. I think it, I, I look at it that way, but I also look at it as this way. If the kids have a regular routine of chores and taking care of the house, when they leave us, they're going to have the concept that mm-hmm. that's necessary. Right? Oh, yeah, they, that's we want them to be a good functioning adults that know how to cook for themselves, clean for themselves, mm-hmm. take care of themselves, take care of the place mm-hmm. that they live in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all part of really just building good adults as well, rather mm-hmm. than just keeping our own sanity in the house. Cause mm-hmm. it's like oftentimes, and we've said this in earlier episodes, like it's easier sometimes when the kids are little to, to, to just do it ourselves because it's faster, but it's mm-hmm. like you're teaching them mm-hmm. And you're giving them responsibility, which makes them feel like they're part of the family, which all that stuff is super important. Mm-hmm. Had a great idea. Did it ourselves. How many people want to sell some of the crap yeah. that they have in their house? <laughs> right? And what better time to, like, get on, like, let go or what, what was it? Let go five miles. There's, like, Craigslist. Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. eBay. Mm-hmm. Pay your kids a commission. To, if you're if they're old enough, if they're two, you have you're, you're stuck doing it yourself. But pay your kids a commission to sell stuff. We just sold a bike yesterday, mm-hmm. a bike that's been sitting there for over a year and a half that I've wanted yeah. to sell. Yeah, right. Um, just get rid of some of the stuff and sell it. And so even coronavirus aside, we wiped it all down. We made it all sanitary. We did the six foot thing. You know, We transferred the money via Venmo. We still got a transaction done in this crazy time. So, and, and I paid Aaron probably too high of a percentage, but you could probably pay them 30%. If you sell something for a hundred bucks, they get 30 bucks. That's awesome. <laughs> so, um, and it's, it's, it's a hundred dollars you didn't have. Yeah. So, um, sell some stuff. It's a great time. Good. That's that's my. I think that's that was worth the whole podcast right there. Donna, oh my that advice. You know, I don't even. Know. All right. So I'm moving on to the next one okay. now. Um, encouragement and gratitude. This is a fantastic time to encourage one another because. Again, I hate to see this over and over again, but this is a time of uncertainty. And for some kids, they don't really know what's going on because they're too young. But then there's other kids that they they don't understand what's going on, and even or if they you, don't care. 
Well, they don't understand. They, they're aware of what's going on, but they don't understand. And so I think encouragement and gratitude as we are going through this time, but also as we're sharing one another's space, I feel like it's really easy to get on each other's nerves, really easy to take each other for granted. And I think um, sh- being intentional about how we encourage one another, um, being intentional about showing gratitude. Is there a hidden message super- in this? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's super duper important. Um, take it, take it what you want out of this. Um, but yeah, like, I, you know, I find myself because I'm trying to juggle working and taking care of everybody. Like I'll go into my, do- my one daughter's room and I'll be like, did you do this? Did you do that? What are you doing? Why are you doing that? Like, it seems like every time we interact sometimes with our kids, especially when we're stressed is to correct them or to make sure they're doing the right thing or to let them know what they're, what they're not doing or what they've done wrong or how they can do things better. And that gets exhausting. And so That's to really, discouragement. yeah, to really take the time to figure out what it looks like to consistently encourage my family members, what is it, what it takes to consistently show gratitude, I think is going to make everybody get That's along important. better because we are sharing space like we never All have the before. Time. Yeah. But I'm so easy to live with. So it really, you know, depending on your husband, it's difficult or no, <laughs> no just kidding. Oh my gosh. Just kidding. Um, okay. The last self-care. one. Self-care. So whether you bike like I do, I started biking last year, love biking, got out for a bike ride yesterday. That was like life changing to me. Just getting out. Um, it was warm enough to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was awesome. Running books. Um, you know, so many people were out yesterday because it was a nice day. Yeah. Um, so so I think everybody's chomping at the bit to get out. But again, it was just whatever it is that that you need, you know, whether it's your, um, you know, if you got a treadmill at home or something like that. Mm-hmm. Peloton, which I love, but I don't have a Peloton, but I'm <laughs> doing work, but I don't have that anymore. But um, But it's cool to just mm-hmm. make sure you're taking care of yourself. And taking care of yourself does not look like staring at your phone all day. Does not look like mm-hmm. watching TV. Yeah. Um, we reading on, a on book on a regular basis. Yeah. That that that'll drive you crazy or make you depressed or at least it makes me depressed if I if I even think of doing that. So what about you? Could read your, read your favorite book. Um, you can and and I love that there is our library has incredible resources where you can download eBooks and Audible audiobooks and there's so many resources. Get some books. Um, take a bath. Like whatever it is, take some time alone, whatever it is that you need to do, make sure that you're taking care of yourself because it's extremely difficult to, um, I think to get through this if you're not taking care of you. And I think it, it really, it may make, it may take some hard decisions. You may have to get up an hour earlier than you're used to getting up so that you can take care of yourself so that you can have time alone. It may mean staying up a little bit later so that you have some quiet time to reflect on the day. I think it's important if you need to make the hard choices, even if you work from home, put some boundaries in place, get out for a 10 minute walk. Like what is it, what, what worked for us before is not going to work for us now. And so, and I think it's important too, along with this is to communicate with your spouse and figure out how you can take turns and make it possible for you to get the time that you need, no matter how short it is. It could be 10 minutes. It could be 15 minutes. It could be 30 minutes, whatever it is that you need in order to just take a deep breath, care about yourself, do an activity that gives you life that refreshes and restores you and that's just not for the parents you got to figure that out for the kids as well that's true yeah yeah so like we said don't be overwhelmed at the end of the day look at this as an opportunity 
um, one step at a time. Don't think you need to make huge leaps in this, right? Like, or, you know, huge revelations because I look at it this way. It's anytime, you know, things that are, are, are really big improvements happen over a longer period of time in my Mm -hmm. mind. Mm -hmm. And then when you put the, the, the fun part about that is, and I'm sure everyone has these examples is when you look back and say, wow, Mm -hmm. I've come a long way from there, Mm -hmm. whatever that was. Mm -hmm. And boom, and, and realize that it does take time, but you realize you can look back and enjoy the fact that you've grown in this way or you've mm-hmm. done that or whatever it was, whatever you accomplished or whatever you, you know, yeah. wanted to get done and you did it. Yeah. And um, so it's one thing at a time. Don't be overwhelmed. Um, but but the but it needs intentionality, mm-hmm. right? You need intentionality. Yeah. You need to start yeah. one step at a time. I don't know what else you want to say. And, and doing these things does take practice. Because you're creating new habits and new rhythms. So definitely have grace for, grace for yourself and understand that um, it's not going to all come together in one week, in two weeks. And it might not come together in three. But I, I absolutely 100% believe, believe, 100% believe that if you choose something and do it with intention, you're going to see success. If you take small intentional steps, you will build confidence. You'll start to have confidence in what you're doing, which will definitely balance out this uncertainty and the overwhelm that many of us are feeling. So um, be patient too, because yeah. like, it's easy to get discouraged when the kids, ah, no, I don't want to do that. Or I don't want to do this. I don't want to mm-hmm. do that. You have to like take a bit of control mm-hmm. is, is that if, if they're, involved in the list and list making Mm -hmm. you got to do stuff that they want to do as long as stuff that you want to do um but you gotta you gotta do it because you know it's that getting over the hump thing Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) um don't allow yourself to not start because there's a naysayer in the group yeah figure out a way pushback that you're gonna get to incentivize yeah definitely because it it does work out in the end i gave that example of my daughter didn't want to play we with us and i may kind of made her play <laughs> but she still had fun so i mean like kids so will get on board you just need to board. set the set the stage yeah. set the tone set yeah. the standard um you know so if you do have more time with your children take a couple of take a handful of these things that we've talked about and try them if you are overwhelmed and you're you know you fall into the category if you feel like you have less time than you've ever had pick one simple thing that you can do um there's a bunch of things that we we talked about some take more time and effort than others but what is it that one thing that you can do that you can consistently work into your week so that it starts to create a rhythm or something that you can look forward to and just try it and apply it and see what works for you. Just do it. Um, so what I'm really excited to let you guys know is that all of the things that we talked about, I actually pulled all of the resources together that make each one of these things possible for you. I've created templates. I've created step-by-steps. I've created um Uh, suggestions about how you can figure out which one of these that you want to implement and then how to implement them. Cheat sheets for them. You gave them cheat cheat sheets. sheets. Cheat sheets. So um, I'm excited (laughs) to give give this to you because I, we don't want to get on here and just tell you I'm a big cliff what we're fan. doing and so is Ellie. Yeah. We don't <laughs> want to just get on here and tell you you should be doing this, you should be doing that. First of all, we don't believe that. We believe that you need to figure out what works for your family and you need to be intentional about building your own family's culture. Um and sometimes you need a little help. 
Yeah. And so we want to come alongside you and also be able to provide you with resources that equips you to do that as well. And that's what the purpose of the next two weeks is going to be. I pulled together these resource resources and over the next two weeks, if you sign up for this particular resource, which you can do so in the show notes on our website at Build Your Best Family, you can sign up for it at KimberlyAmici.com. If you sign up for this resource over the next two weeks, you'll get an email every day that has a brand new PDF that teaches you or a gives you a template or gives you what you need to implement one of these things. So um, just to name a few, we have the family meeting packet. We have um, encouragement and gratitude. We have lists. 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 Lists of things that you can do with your family, plus links to like she made that new one. ideas. <laughs> we have game suggestions. We have uh, instructions of how to put together a routine. I mean, it is jam-packed, and over the course of the next two weeks, um, it'll be emailed to and you. And how much does it cost? Nothing. It's free. It's a free download. Free. What could be better than that? <laughs> free. So not only will you get an email every day, but we're going to be doing a live video for each one of these resources that we provide for you. You're doing the live video, right? I am doing the live video okay. in our Facebook group and on the Build Your Best Family Instagram. So we're not just going to leave you hanging and tell you to print something out and leave you there. We. I need a lot of editing, so I can't really do live. No. <laughs> <laughs> we are what we're passionate about is coaching you through determining what you want to be known for, what your values are, and how to implement things that will have a lasting impact on your family and on your future. And so we're going to be doing some live videos and even some Q&As in the Facebook group about navigating this time. And so we would love for you to sign up for that and then also join us in the Facebook group so that you can learn to navigate this new normal for you and your family. And if you really need intensive coaching one-on-one, they can work with you. Oh, of course. <laughs> and we also offer coaching where we can talk to you about you some of offer. the... I offer coaching where we can talk to you about some of the obstacles that um, you want to overcome and figure out what's going on during this time and how you can set in place some things that will start to begin to build your family's culture. So take advantage of those free resources. Um, They'll really get you started. If you do need intensive during this time and you want to use this time to get some coaching one-on-one, I suggest you reach out with Kimberly and and then just set up some times, and that would be cool. But, um, But in the meantime... Free is good. Yep. And then in the Facebook group, there'll be free group coaching in the sense that I'll be there to answer any questions. And there's going to be other people in the group that are doing the same thing as you. So as they are working through and implementing some of the stuff we talked about, you guys can talk about it together. And I'll be there to talk about it with you. All right. Cool.